And we're back with another episode of Weekend Wagers. It's week 12 in the NFL. Thanksgiving down in America. We've already got three games in the bank. Sorry we could not record a quick episode earlier this week. Mr. Brennan Deke was under the weather, but he's back. He's looking good. Is he feeling good? I'm feeling a lot better. Um, basically at 100% now. Yeah, I was just I was feeling sick, overwhelmed. The guy was on night shifts at work. It just We just couldn't make it work. So apologies to you guys. Um, base, banking on my FanDuel bank account probably was a good idea that uh, maybe I didn't give up my uh, Thanksgiving <laughs> bets. So I think we might have... Uh, Save the listeners a little bit, actually. Right, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna make it up to them here today and uh, <coughs> give out some winners in week twelve. But we are recording after the Thursday night game, so let's talk about them. Mm-hmm. Green Bay goes into Detroit in the early game and punches them right in the mouth. They came out fast. They win the first quarter twenty to six and kind of just coasted the rest of the way. Final score was 29-22. What did you make of the Packers taking down the Lions? Well, my first like takeaway was Jordan Love was slinging that thing around yesterday, man. Like totaling 307 yards, three touchdowns, zero turnovers. His uh, 125.5 pass rating was the best mark of his career in a single game, Warnsey. Um, you're starting to see this young offense click, man. Uh, Jaden Reed has turned into a real weapon. Matt LaFleur was scheming those guys open nicely. Uh, Christian Watson playing to his size, making some hands catches, getting up big there. You like to see that. Um, Packers have now won three of their last four games and they've turned their season around. So, uh, it's cool to see them in the thick of things in the NFC playoff race. They're an exciting team right now. I'd say as well. So hats off to the Packers. I did think, uh, this was an encouraging sign because they actually outcoached the lions. Absolutely. And like, if you're a Packers fan, you're going Matt LaFleur and our staff outcoach, potentially the coach of the year. So it has to be a great sign. Right. And Hats off to the Packers when Aaron Jones was listed as out. I mean, he's probably unlikely to play going uh, next week too. But when without him this so far this season, their offense has really really struggled. And this was their best offensive performance of the year without their best offensive player. So hats off to them. That's impressive. Lafleur wins the coin toss and decides he wants the ball. Absolutely love that decision. Trusted his game plan. They went down the field. It was seven nothing before you blinked. There were mm-hmm. people. There were people still getting inside the building. It was seven nothing Packers. I really thought that was a smart move by him to be aggressive. And on the other side, Dan Campbell's fake punt mm-hmm. in the third quarter that was way over aggressive. I don't know if when he calls a fake punt, it's we're calling the we're running the fake punt no matter what. It but shouldn't be the way it works. You have to look at that formation and see that. The guy on the Packers special teams unit, he was so far outside on the edge, he was gonna pull that, push that thing to the inside. They there had was the no same, way. They had the same amount of bodies there. Like if you're gonna run a fake punt like that, you have to have the advantage. You have yeah. to have an extra guy there, and there wasn't an extra. And guy it wasn't there. like it was just one yard; it was like three, four yards. Like it was actually obvious too. Like it almost, you almost could feel like there was a fake punt coming. Yeah, I wouldn't have been minded if he just kept his offense yeah, out there agreed. and went for it. I know it was on like the thirty-three or something, his own side of the field, but. Uh, that to me would have been more the aggressive, like, come on, boys. Like, we're at that point, I think they were 0 for 4 on fourth downs. They finished the game 0 for 5 on fourth down. That's very unlions like, but I would have been okay if he kept his offense on the field yeah, over Dan, that play call. Dan Campbell, uh, after the game, took responsibility for it, which I yeah. thought was uh, yeah. good. He actually went up on the podium and said, like, it was a bad call, stupid call. Um, and you like to see that uh, kind of accountability from him. So, 
I think the Lions are going to be fine. Um, but that was a big loss in kind of the, the grand scheme of things uh, for the playoff race. Like, I think they'll be fine in the regular season, but that puts them now two games outside of the uh, of the top seed in the NFC. And we've always talked about this team wants to go far in the playoffs. They need to get home field advantage because golf isn't good on the road. Golf isn't good yeah. in cold weather. So Well, now I'm. this game was at home, and Jared Goff came out sleepwalking. I don't yeah. know if he had turkey before the game, <laughs> but he, like, what was he doing in the first quarter? He, he finishes 29 for 44 for 332, but two lost fumbles were huge. The fumble six um, was early in the game. That was a huge momentum swing. He, I guess the book on Jared Goff is like just an, a tiny little wee bit of pressure. And Pumpkin. He, yeah, he crumbles. The Packers got pressure in this game, and you saw what it did to Jared Goff. I thought the the loss of Jonah Jackson was very obvious in this game. Jonah Jackson is one of the better guards in the NFL, um, and the Packers, the Lions guards really struggled like in the interior. Uh, the, they were running a Rashawn Gary in on some stunts. And the Lions offensive line, that was a very ugly performance by them. They couldn't keep Goff uh, upright. So you're right. Uh, Jared Goff kind of needs almost like the perfect surroundings for it to work for him. Yeah, and the next game would be the Dallas Cowboys going into Washington, taking on the Commanders. I don't really have much on this game. This was just a shit kick. Yeah, an absolute thumping uh, Washington side of things uh, just – like forty five ten, just getting absolutely blown out. Ugly performance. I don't think Josh Harris is liking that from the owners' box. Kind of, we're recording around eight a.m. on Friday morning. Uh, Rod Rivera still got a job. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe it might be time to let him go. I have a crazy stat for you though. Um, entering that game, NFL teams were a combined fifty seven and zero over the last twenty five regular seasons when having a game with one hundred plus rushing yards, two hundred fifty plus passing yards. And thirty-five plus time, uh, thirty-five minutes of time of possession, no more than twenty-five penalty yards, and no more than one turnover. The Commanders did that all and lost by thirty-five. Oh I don't my. even, know, I, I don't even know how to explain that. I know it's kind of like a weird, like combination of things, but it's like a recipe to, for success to win. Like they were, the Commanders were able to move the ball up and down the field, but they couldn't do anything because they kept fucking punting the ball on yeah. fourth and short. <laughs> they were not aggressive. They weren't going for it. They basically like tried. Rivera was like coaching to lose his game. It Rivera, was, uh, it was Rivera a joke. was trying to win that game with Tressway. Yeah, and another thing is too. Uh, I looked this up today. The Washington Commanders over the last since Jack Del Rio was hired and Ron Rivera was brought in, uh, they're twenty first in dropback EPA since twenty twenty. Like all those defensive draft picks, all those defensive investments, just haven't worked. Like it's yeah. just, just it's been just been a f- complete waste of time. Um, so has, just just has. bad for them. Uh, on the on the Cowboys side of things, before we move on, Deron Bland's pick six was electric. I was gonna say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's set the NFL record for pick sixes in a season with five. Like to put that into perspective, Deion Sanders had nine in his career. Yeah. And that, he's considered the best quarterback of all time. Like it, it was beyond he's at impressive. Five in one season, and it's through eleven. It's through twelve weeks. So can he get to six? That'll be interesting to watch. And but. Jim Nance's call was perfect. Was awesome. yeah. Perfect. That was like he captured the moment. You got the the you got the shot of um, Dan Quinn in the box too. Hats yeah. off to the guys in the in the truck working the cameras. So I thought that was like the coolest moment of, of the week of the of the Thanksgiving slate was Deron Bland's. Picks. That's beyond impressive to do that, and to do that when you lose Trayvon Diggs, to, uh, just to be able to rally and, and step up and, and play up to uh, play up to Dallas Cowboys standards. So 
Hats off to Deron Bland to make history. Last game of the night was the San Francisco 49ers. Just a kind of a beatdown again on the Seattle Seahawks. Not much action in the last two ball games. San Francisco, when they're healthy, man, and they flex their muscles, I think that they're as good as anybody in the NFL. They kind of approved that. You're a Seattle Seahawks fan. I know you're you're, you're wearing a Seattle Seahawks shirt under your hoodie right yep. now. I know it's tough. That might have been a tough. I got one my Geno Smith jerseys under my but hoodie. This is this is in the last three games. <laughs> in the last three games, these teams have played. The Seattle Seahawks have mustered one offensive touchdown versus the 49ers. This is water. Ver- this is men versus boys by now, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, Seattle's in real trouble now. Um, that loss dropped them to six and five. They've now lost three of their last four games. Uh, do you know who's coming up on the schedule for the Seattle? No. Nope. They have the Cowboys on Thursday night next week. Ooh. 49ers again after that. Okay, and no. then they host the Philadelphia Eagles. So there's a real possibility that we're looking at a 6-8 and eight Seahawks team after three weeks. Um, it's all kind of falling apart. Like the offense can't move the ball. For the first six weeks, they were fourth in the NFL and EPA per play on offense. Now they're bottom seven. Um, so it's all kind of just going downwards. The defense is trending the wrong way too. They're now. I actually thought the defense played fine last night because <laughs> they just were put in bad field position spots. Like how many drives yeah. the 49ers have started at the I 45 get, yard line and whatnot? You know, you just I it, the eye test shows me that they're awful versus the run and they're trending horribly in that category. I believe they're 25th against EPA per rush heading into that ball game. And Christian McCaffrey just went for 114 on nine carries. He's running off six six yards a carry. I know it's Christian McCaffrey. Maybe he's in a different category of his own, but I thought it was I thought it was easy yards on the ground yesterday. And that's not supposed to be the Seahawks like at home. The Seahawks are supposed to be a hard nosed physical team at home. And they just got out outworked. Out coached everything in this ball game was one sided, and I know in the third quarter the Seahawks kind of came out, and tried making it a game, but then San Francisco snapped out of it and just they're the, they're the way better team. Yeah. Um. Before we move off, how about the halftime shows, Warnsy? Sure. Enjoy any of those? I caught. I only caught a little bit of Jack Harlow. I'm not like a Jack Harlow guy. <laughs> the so Jack. like I like. I, that was during work too. So I was like, wait, I should be working right now. I don't have an excuse to like. I don't have an excuse to not be working right now if Jack Harlow's on the. The budget for that Jack Harlow halftime show was like the equivalent of like my great two Romeo and Juliet play. <laughs> just there was nothing. like forty dollars worth of fucking shit around, <laughs> like a stupid igloo. Um, that was bad. I, I did not enjoy that. Even like the, what's the new song? Loving Me? I can't remember his new song, but it's actually not bad. Um, I thought it just didn't sound good live. So mm, thumbs down to Jack Harlow. Dolly Parton, uh, we give her a little thumbs up. How many 65 to 70 year old grandpas in their recliners yesterday? Oh, man. Like, put, man. Pulled up and look, ooh, look, look at Dolly in that little, uh, little cowboy's That's for fit. Sure. 77 years old, still rocking it. And then Steve Aoki. Uh, just so it's kind of weird to have like a, a you can't DJ like watch a DJ. Yeah, exactly. Home. At a football like, game, kind of a weird choice. I love he just. He's, I think he's a Seattle guy. Yeah, right? he's a, he's he's a, a West Coast Seattle's guy. Fan. I'm pretty sure the guy just lives in Vegas. Like just does Vegas yeah, shows yeah. all the time. We were talking about that at work yesterday. He just probably took a quick flight up and then right back down to Nevada. Um, throws throws a cake at the Seahawks mascot. That was like the only entertaining part of that. 
I'll give that a bit of neutral. Thumbs down, Harlow. Thumbs That's up, Dolly. Thing, neutral. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he fucking yeah. fires cakes at everyone. Yeah, um, he throws cakes into his crowd. Yeah, man. so uh, weird. I thought, it, I, yeah, the halftime show was a little entertaining, but the Dolly Parton one was definitely uh, the best one of the uh, yeah. bunch. Well, all right, you ready to talk Week 12 football? Let's do it. Before we do it, though, I got to let you know about Sweat Taylor. The Double Long Podcast is sponsored by Sweat Taylor. It is a casual clothing brand for men that carries everything a man could want in his closet, from hoodies to joggers to polos and jeans. Sweat Taylor has you covered in every way possible. Use code BDEGST, B-D-E-E-G-S-T for 25% off everything at SweatTaylor.com. Again, that's B-D-E-E-G-S-T for 25% off everything at SweatTaylor.com. Uh, one more sponsor I got to let you know about is Manscaped. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped, the brand that took your balls to space and has now launched them into the ultrasphere, introducing the new lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Every man knows how scary it can get when you're trying to get a, a close shave below the waist. That's why I trust Manscaped. With all my sensitive areas, the new 5.0 has a uh, cutting-edge design and next-generation dual-skin-safe blade heads for different shaves. It's pretty much a spaceship to take your boys downstairs to the next level. Get 20% off and free shipping. Just go double-doink at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping. Just go double-doink at manscaped.com. All right, Warrensy, week 12. Uh, week 11, we have to quickly recap, I guess. I went two for five. Um, the Bucks covered 13.5, which was a spread of kickoff, but we got 11.5 on the show. I'm going to hold the L on that one. Browns cover, uh, which was... DTR gets the job done for you. Gets the job done, yeah. Um, And then the Dolphins were a flop on both of our ends. Dolphins were a flop on both of our ends. Even though they had 400 yards of offense, they just kept shooting themselves in the foot. I'm I'm not rattled about our process on that one. It just wasn't the right result. My goal pick, Jags, was sweat-free, but unfortunately, other than that, everything else missed for me. I was one of five. Panthers were just a bad pick. Don't know why I uh, picked a really bad team I respect like it, though, Warrens. You respect it. And I'm hope I actually didn't end up betting on Monday night my Mahomes prop over 290 because of the weather report. I'm hoping listeners also didn't. If you locked that in early, I apologize. That was a bad look on my part. You but didn't know what was going to happen all over Kansas know it City, was, Missouri at that time. Did not know we were going to get that type of weather. Anyways, we're back. It's week 12. Let's make some money. And let's start with those Carolina Panthers I bet on last week going into Tennessee, taking on the Titans, who are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Total is 36-and-a-half here, and I'm going to kick the party off early, and I have a bronze pick here, and I faded the Tennessee Titans hard last week, and I'm reversing that. I bet on the Panthers. I I faded the Titans. I'm betting on the Titans this week and fading the Panthers, and it's a simple matchup for me. The Carolina Panthers are dead last versus the run right now. If you watched last week that Titans game, they could not get the run game going whatsoever. It was hard. It's a lot harder to run on the Jacksonville Jaguars. This week versus really, really soft Panthers run defense, I think they get back to their basics, their DNA. Hand Derrick Henry this ball 25 times tomorrow. Get Will Levis in third and manageables. Way too many third and longs last week. It was pin your ears back for the Jags. Will Levis didn't stand a chance with his pass protection. Get him into short yardage third down so you'll have more success. And if it's that, if it's really short, just hand it to Derrick Henry another time. I really do like the Titans here. I know it's three and a half. I wish I wasn't getting the hook, but I still, I just think this Panthers team is done. They're cooked. Frank Reich is. Over the hill, he's a poor coach. I think Vrabel will out-coach him here. Give me Titans minus three and a half. Like it. Uh, I, I'm uh, I'm tailing off of your Panthers run defense for my touchdown props. Um, 
the Panthers have allowed the most touchdowns to opposing running backs and the fifth most rushing yards to opposing running backs. Um, so I'm going to take a swing here and go Derrick Henry 2 plus, plus 550 nice. as my touchdown bet. Got conservative last week with Brian Robinson, bit me in the butt. So I'm like, you know what? Let's fucking get back to the basics. Let's get back to my 2 plus, get back to my bread and butter, get back to what uh, got me in any time touchdown bets four, four or five years ago. So um, we're riding Derrick Henry 2 plus. Plus 550. I like the quick turnaround. You saw Carolina get smoked. You like, fuck that. Turn it around. Yeah, and we're well, going against just, the grain. They were also just committing such stupid penalties last week. Like, there was two or three um, personal foul penalties that helped drives going, kept drives going after they would have been getting off the field. It was just so frustrating. Like, Frank Reich just looks like that. Looks like a. Like, I don't know what the word is. Like, he's just, there's nothing there. He's a ghost? Just, yeah, he's just, a skeleton? his body is there, but, like, he's A feeble not, human? Like, yeah, kind of like, there's just nothing going on there for Frank. Just, just uh, going on the top of that dome? Next game on the card is an AFC South matchup. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars going into Houston. Jaguars are one and a half point road favorites. Total is 47 and a half in this one. I think that's a little too many points for me. I was close to taking the under in this one, but as for the winner of this game, I this is a good matchup. Houston, if you recall, in week three, kicked the crap out of Jacksonville. Yep. That was kind of Houston's coming out party. If you look closer into that, Jacksonville just had come off a really emotional game versus the Kansas City Chiefs where they came up just short. They then went into Houston and kind of, or it was in Jacksonville, but they... Kind of overlooked the Texans. They kicked the crap out of them. There's no way the Jags overlooked them now. This is going to be a really competitive game. I think the spread is kind of where it should be, so I'm passing. Yeah, I got nothing on this one. We're kind of in that part of the year where you can kind of look back on past matchups, like in, in key games, right, like divisional games. So they play each other twice. So the Jags and Texans played back in September 24th. You brought up 37-17, uh, kind of shellacking. But when I was digging up some info on this game, what I thought was really interesting was – the Jaguars' game plan against Houston in that one. Um, they put C.J. Stroud on uh, 31% of his dropbacks. He goes 9 of 11 for over 190 yards and two touchdowns against the Blitz. I wonder so, if they're going to Blitz. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I don't know if they're probably going to be like a, a correction there um, against uh, against C.J. Stroud there. Um, and it's funny because a lot of teams have actually, like, it took a while for teams to stop blitzing C.J. or Yeah, to stop blitzing C.J. Stroud because he's been so good at it. Young quarterbacks aren't usually good at it, and he's just – that poised old rookie veteran that uh, that he's kind of shocking the world right now. So um, kind of just an interesting chess matchup here. We'll see how it goes. But two, I, I did not have a lean in either way here. I think, like you said, the spread is right, and um, I, I, uh, I got nothing. Right on, right on. Next game on the card is the New England Patriots going into New Jersey <coughs> to take on the Giants. Patriots are three-and-a-half-point road favorites. Total is 34 the two and eight New England Patriots are favored by more than a field goal on the road. Mm -hmm. Vegas is not respecting Tommy DeVito. Are you? Uh, I, I this, I'm making this my bronze pick. Um, I don't love it. Uh, I'm probably going to regret it. But I'm taking the New York Giants plus three and a half as my bronze pick. It's Friday morning, and we still have no idea who's starting a quarterback for the New England Patriots. Yeah, there's three. It's off their bye though, so the Bill definitely knows he's just being a prick. They have. They took. Uh, so they had three quarterbacks this week take first-team snaps. Will Greer, Bailey Zappi, and Mac Jones. So it could be uh, any one of those. 
it's just a complete mess over there, Warnsy. Uh, like it's it's coming down fast. You know what's funny? When I was looking up New England Patriots stats, what really stuck out to me, they're 29th in special teams DVOA. I think that's kind of just like a sign of just how things are tur- like going backwards for the squad because big Bill Belichick in New England, they've always had a top five DVOA special teams unit when he was coaching there, and now it's 29th. So it's just kind of going down. It's just the signs of it collapsing there. Um, big reason why I think. They, the Giants can keep this close. It's just they have the better, the best offensive player on the on both sides, and that's Saquon Barkley. I expect like 25, 30 touches from him. He played well last week against Washington, um, so I think they can keep that up. The Giants' defense had six takeaways last week. I think they should be able to do, I don't know, but six this week, but I think they should be able to force some, some force some turnovers. I expect just like a low-scoring, gross game. Like this game oh, sucks. so gross. Yeah, like, and you get the hook at three and a half here. Like, yeah. New England could still kick a game-winning field goal and win it, and you can still cover this. I definitely lean Giants. I was close to taking them. What kept me away is just DeVito versus Belichick. Bill Belichick. Exactly. Like, but, like, the thing yeah. is, like, when are we when are we allowed to stop, like, using Bill Belichick as, no, like, No, he doesn't uh, have the horses. Yeah, His and it's, defense like. Defense has no talent. If he comes up with this excellent game plan to stop Tommy DeVito. I don't know if his players can execute it. Yeah. They just don't have talent. But on the other side, there's no talent either. It, I so don't know. I, I think we're past like the giving Bill Belichick the benefit of the doubt to stop guys. Like or not like stop guys. I but know, like, but he's not being asked to stop CJ Stroud. He's <laughs> being asked to stop Tommy DeVito. Yeah, you put respect on his name, man. <laughs> yeah. Put respect. Did you see his family in the stands? <laughs> I'm uh, happy for him. It's a cool story. The guy lives with his parents. Like, that's jokes. Buddy, like, his dad looks like the most Italian human being. He looks like he's his name. He's from New Jersey. He yeah. grew up, like, just down the street. He literally I, it's looks a like cool his, story. His dad's name literally looks like it's Giuseppe or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> great, yeah, great story. But uh, I, I think they keep All it right, close. It's three and a half. That's my bronze pick. We're both um, on the board for our bronze yeah. picks. Let's move to a game, uh, NFC South style. Ugh. New Orleans Saints are one and a half point road favorites, taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I believe both these teams are coming off their bye, correct? Yeah, they're both coming off their bye. Total is 41 and a half. This is a big game for the standings in the NFC South. Yeah, the playoff think- implications are massive. Um, if you just take a look at uh, uh, playoff, playoff uh, chances, the New Orleans Saints win this game. They have over 80% chance to make the playoffs. If they lose, it drops to 58%. If the Falcons win, their playoff percentage drops to 41%. If they lose, 17%. So there's a lot of just like standing stuff yeah, here. Yeah, Derek Carr is expected to play. He passed concussion protocol. He's going to go. Um, I uh, want absolutely nothing to do with this game betting-wise. No, I, I'm down with the Falcons. Yeah. That's my, like, if you if you hear me on this show say Atlanta Falcons, you got to hit the pause button and we're restarting. You're just you're they, giving up on them fully no, for the like, rest of the year. You can't bet on this team, guys. Like, they're just so frustrating. Like, I bet that they will be, <clears throat> they will be winning this game at some point. They will not have the lead at some point later on, and then they will have the ball with a chance to win. And they will not win. Mm-hmm. That is what's going to happen. It always happens with Atlanta Falcons football. It's a roller coaster. I'm off it. I'm not getting back on the ride. Yeah, I they, just don't know if I can trust the Saints on the road, though. It's it's no. just not a game I feel comfortable taking either side. They're uh, they're both really bad against the spread too. Then it's two and eight against the spread this year. The Saints are two seven and one. So wow. like both both sides are not good at covering. So uh, yeah, miss me with this one. Staying far far away. Far away. AFC North matchup, which lost a lot of juice because of the Joe Burrow injury. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going into Cincinnati as one and a half point road favorites. The Burrow injury obviously affected the spread a bunch. 
Total is 35 and a half in this game. Just a greasy AFC North football game. Normally I look under right away. It's close to making my card, but I just I gotta see a full game of the uh Jake Browning before I really feel like I have a true feel on this Bengals team. I'm passing. I've been waiting to talk about this game like since Tuesday with you. Um I'm I don't get it. Why get, Explain to me like I'm four years old why the Pittsburgh Steelers are one half point road favorites in a divisional game right now. Jake Browning. That's okay. Kenny Pickett is arguably. Oh, you're right. Would yeah, you rather call. have Jake Browning or Kenny Pickett starting a football game right now? I don't know. It's a complete toss up. Um, this is my gold pick. I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals plus Woo! one and a half. Okay, Matt Cannon need to go. I get it. Um, but I highly doubt his firing is just going to fix his offense right away. Get this, Warranty. Kenny Pickett has thrown for 465 yards combined. Over his last four games, wrap your head around that. He that's has that's so a hundred. That's hundred and sixteen yards per game over the last four games. That's what McCaffrey rushed. That's for disgusting. Um, just a quick reminder: how bad the Steelers' offense is. They haven't scored more than twenty six points all year. They've been held to ten points or less five times. They've been outgained in all ten games. The the Brown there were stack corrections on the Brown Steelers game. The Browns actually did uh did outgain the Steelers no ten straight games now. Oh um, yeah, no. On that yeah. last drive, yeah. they got they just passed them by like ten yeah. yards. That's why I was saying I was hoping that they didn't just so we could stop oh, this okay. narrative of I, every I remember single you game. Last we gotta bring it up. Um, they failed to score thirty plus points or put up four hundred yards in the last two seasons. Um, I actually was a little bit impressed with Jake Browning in his relief duty for Joe Burrow. Um, I, I thought he looked fine. He looked competent. I think he's looked better than Kenny Pickett basically has all season. He's now sat behind Joe Burrow for three years. I mean, I think you can give them competent quarterback play. And this isn't like no scrub coming out of college. Like, he threw for 12,300 yards at Washington over four years. He had a season with 46 touchdowns and nine picks in, in his sophomore year. He was projected to be like a top five pick at that time. Didn't kind of work out down the stretch at Washington. Um, he's 27. I know it was a little, a little time ago. Well, that's but fine for a backup. Yeah, exactly. And I'd rather is, my backup be 27 than 24. Yeah, and you got to sit behind, like a, behind Joe Burrow, learn from Zach Taylor. Like, now it's his time to shine. All he's got to do is get the ball in Jamar Chase's hands, baby. Like yeah. that's, that's all you got to do. Get the ball in his hands. Get the ball in Joe Mixon's belly and move the football. Now, T. Higgins was a, did not participate in practice the last two games. We're going to see on Friday what the injury report looks like. Probably looks like he's going to miss a third straight game with that hamstring ailment. But I yeah. still think um, even with him out, I still like the Bengals' offense way more than the Steelers' offense. And the Steelers' defense is taking a dip without Minka Fitzpatrick warns you over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. They are 18th in EPA per play since week eight without Minka. Minka has not practiced all week. He's going to miss this game again. Um, I get the home team as an underdog with arguably the best, better quarterback with the better offensive coaching staff with the better offensive weapons in a divisional game. It's your goal pick. You're red hot in your goal picks. I will be tailing that. You definitely talked me into it. Sam Hubbard also got some limited, limited practices in the last two Sounds games. Sounds like he's going to go. That's huge yeah. for their run defense. He just sets that edge as well as anybody in the run game. Yeah, no Cam Taylor Britt, but that was expected because he left last week. Um, I, I I just don't think it's a like I don't think it's a problem. Like just like I said, the Steelers can't throw the football. 116 passing yards average per game in the last four games. That is disgusting. Absolutely yeah. sickening. And, and like I don't think Matt Cannon's like Matt Cannon obviously like I said had to go, but like it's it'll probably might take a couple weeks before we even start to see some more improvement. This isn't going to happen overnight. Yeah, and. Bengals playing last Thursday. That means Zach Taylor had 10 days to prepare Browning for this mm-hmm. game. 
you're talking me into this. Yeah, I'm I'm and I'm gonna lock that in before right now because I feel like by Sunday that's gonna be a pick 'em. Yeah, okay? and I, I like I'm I'm kind of on board with the quarterbacks first start this year. It's worked out. We yeah. saw Josh Dobbs uh, have success in Minnesota's first start. Tyson Bajan had success in his oh, first start. Yeah. CJ Stroud first start. Like everyone kind of DTR's first start. Oh, that was second bad. start. Yeah. Yeah. But like I just I I kinda I just feel like the you you motivate, you're you're rallied around your young guy. You want him to succeed in your first start. I think Brown I, I you could make the argument right now that Jake Browning might be a better option at quarterback than Kenny Pickett. Like seriously. I agree. So um I'm rolling with the Cleveland Browns or the, That's the Cincinnati goal Bengals pick. my goal pick. Back to back um uh NFC North uh this this weekend. Uh, I got another one on deck as well. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going India into Indy, taking on the Colts, who are two and a half point home favorites. Total is forty four and a half. And this is a spread that's a little wonky to me as well. I am locking in my silver pick as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus two and a half. I just don't think the Colts are very, like, I, they don't excite me. They don't bring juice. I'm getting two and a half points, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are currently the number one ranked run defense. I'm basically the opposite of my um, Titans pick. I think the Titans are going to be able to run the ball with ease. And I think Tampa Bay is going to take away Indianapolis's run game completely, and that's going to mean that's going to mean that Gardner Minshew has to throw the ball. Now I know Tampa Bay's secondary isn't anything to write home about, but if there's any quarterback they should be able to limit, I'm hoping it's Gardner Minshew. And on the other side, Indianapolis's secondary is quietly pretty weak. They haven't been exposed recently. Baker Mayfield and Tampa, one thing they love, like to do is throw the ball around the yard. I think Godwin and Evans have plus matchups. I'm taking Tampa Bay plus two and a half as my silver pick. I think they win this game outright, but I'm going to grab the two and a half. Yeah, I was really close to adding this one to my card. I had like four or five picks I was kind of tossing and turning over. The Bucks were one. Um, the one thing that was really kind of pushing me away was the Bucks injury report, but it got better on Thursday. Um, it looks like Carlton Davis is going to be a go. Chris Godwin is going to be a go. Robert Haynes is going to be a go. So those guys are going to play, but they're still going to be without Devin White, Jamel Dean, and Levante David. Um, but uh, I, this, I think they're the more talented unit. I was I watched the entirety of the 49ers Buccaneers game last week because I had some uh, moolah on it. Um, they end up covering the 13 half, like I said at the top of the show. I was beyond impressed with the Bucks last week. They gave the 49ers a legit fight. Um, I thought this the the game was closer than the spread showed or than the, the final score showed. Um, there's just a couple blown coverages on Tampa Bay side where Brandon Ayuk was running fucking wide open and just dumb shit like that. Um, but I thought Baker Mayfield played really well. The uh, Baker Mayfield is now ninth in the NFL, Warrenty, at quarterback EP per play. He's a top 10 quarterback, Warrenty. Wrap your head around that one I right know. now. It's wild. Um, so I like this pick a lot. Um, I think the Bucks get it done. They, they've fought hard. They've lost uh, four of the last five games, but they've played hard in every single one. So um, I think some luck is about to turn their way. Yeah, and my prop, I I mentioned, or sorry, no, here it is. Yeah, Baker Mayfield over 236 passing yards. Let's go. I think they throw the ball around the yard. I'm expecting 30-plus, maybe 40 passing attempts. Give me Baker Mayfield over 236 versus soft, soft Indianapolis um, pass defense. And I just got to let you guys know this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We love BetterHelp at the Double Doink, and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health of a football fan. 
Some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that's not true. Therapy is a tool to utilize before things get worse, and it can help you avoid the lowest of lows. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers over-the-phone and even live chat sessions with a therapist. So you don't have to see anyone in person if you don't want to, which is my favorite part. BetterHelp is available 100% online. There's no sitting in waiting rooms, there's no getting stuck in traffic, and there's no wasted time searching for the right therapist. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can even be matched with a licensed therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 3 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. Double Doink listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Double Doink. Next game on the card is the Cleveland Browns going into Denver, taking on the Broncos, who are one and a half point favorites. Total is 36 and a half. DTR got the job, got the job done last week. Denver, on the other hand, they've won four in a row. Mm-hmm. These are two two teams that are kind of, they're getting it done, but you're not really sure how. Kind of they're scrappy. I don't have a good feel on this game. Broncos are sorry. Browns unders have been hitting. Other than the time I bet on them against the Ravens, that game flew over. But outside of that. They've been hitting unders at a steady pace. 36 and a half, that's a low number. I don't see how both either of these teams really consistently move the ball. Mm-hmm. I lean under, but I'm not, I'm not, it didn't make my card. All right, I'm slapping a mineral pick on this one as well. I'm going with my silver pick here. I'm going back to the well. I'm going back to the Cleveland Browns plus one and a half in this one. Um, if you just three say dogs, three underdogs back to back to the basics. Words, like I said, back to the basics, two plus touchdown bet. Three underdogs. We're just we're just going back to what Brendo Brendo Deeg loves, and I like the Cleveland Browns a lot in this spot. If you take a look at what the Denver Broncos have been doing over the last four weeks, they're they're winning they're one four in a row. That's great. They've been really been surviving on turnovers. They have an eleven plus turnover differential since week seven, which leads the NFL. That stuff's going to come back down to earth. That stuff doesn't always traject over a five, six, seven game sample size. So I really expect them to start turning the ball over and the defensive turnovers to kind of. Hit the hit the brakes and, and stop happening. I thought DTR looked calm last week. Looked calm down the stretch. I think he played fine. I think another week in this offense will benefit him too. I expect more quarterback run game. The quarterback run game kind of saved them last week. I expect that to be get even better. I like DTR, man. Like I said, I've been banging his drum all uh, all all season on this podcast. I think he's a good player and I think he can get it done for them. The Browns defense now warns he's allowed 243.3 yards per game. That is the best mark in the last 10 years. So they have been on an historic pace right now. I think we see Russ and the boys get hit in the mouth. I think we start to see some mistakes for them. I expect a low-scoring, grinded-out win. Um, I think one half is, like, the Broncos can still win by one. Could come into play. Exactly, yeah. In a game Um, like this. So give me the Cleveland Browns here. point. Yeah, exactly. Um, Again, again, similar kind of thinking to my Patriots. uh, Patriots, Yeah, three um, dogs for Brendo. I like it. I like it. Yeah, the favorites, man. The 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 problem with betting favorites this year, there's so many bigger favorites. But like, I'm having a hard time finding like those minus two and a halfs I like this year. I don't know about you, but like yeah. those lower favorites, I'm really struggling with to find games that I like. So, um, yeah, I I, I think like the Broncos are the Denver Broncos are going to win five games in a row. Is that going to happen? Is the resurrection going to happen? <laughs> Next game on the card is an NFC West matchup. We have the Los Angeles Rams going into Arizona, taking on the Cardinals. It's our fifth one-and-a-half-point spread of the card. 
Rams are favored by that one and a half. Total is 44 and a half in here. I was close to going over in this one. A lot of fringe totals for me this week, but not enough to get me there. I do have a touchdown in this game, and that's Puka Nakua. Oh, yeah. Plus 125. I'm trying to just get on the board with a touchdown prop. Not the juiciest of touchdown odds, but I do think the Rams get into the red zone quite a bit in this game. I can see a high-scoring affair both ways. Both defenses on the field here don't really leave a lot to be excited about. Give me Puka getting into the end zone. As for the winner of this game, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. No I, feel. I got nothing on this one. Uh, I was peeking at the Arizona Cardinals earlier this week, but when I went down and kind of went through some like overlying stats with the Cardinals, they haven't been that great with Kyler. Um, they, they fought hard and they played well, but the offense is still kind of stagnant, um, and they still have been able to – Put up a ton of points. Um, maybe that changes against this Rams defense. I usually like a home underdog plus one and a half. This game, this game kind of screams for me to take the Cardinals, but ended up passing. I, I don't like anything here. I agree. Alrighty, next game on the card is a doozy. Buffalo Bills are going Let's into the go, lane. Oh, baby. Taking on your Philadelphia Eagles, who are three-point favorites. Total is 48 and a half. Now the three points on the Eagles are juiced all the way to minus 120. That tells me by kick this could get to three and a half. It is a key number. It would take a lot of money in on Philly to get that to the three and a half, but there's a chance we get there. Going to you for the birds. Yeah, so very fun game. Maybe second or maybe best game of the week. Uh, it's funny because if you take a look at like the better games, no one would have thought Jacksonville-Houston uh, seven yeah. weeks ago would have been game of the week, but you could probably put both those games in there. Um Earlier on in the week, I was really liking the Eagles. Um, if you take a look at the Bills uh, Bills injury report, they are going to be out. Teron Johnson, Taylor Rapp, and um, Teron Johnson, Taylor Rapp, and who am I missing? One other secondary piece is also out. But they're going to be missing three guys in the, in the back end of the secondary, which is going to be tough. Um, Dane Jackson's story also is a concussion. So they're on like their cornerback five, cornerback six. Like their secondary is getting depleted and depleted by the week. Um, but then when you start digging into the matchup, the Buffalo Bills play a ton of zone coverage. They play zone coverage at the third highest rate on passing downs. Eagles are a better team playing against man coverage. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith is beating guys. So I'm really curious to see kind of this chess match of can Jalen Hurts read this defense properly? Can they get uh, find zone beaters? Um, so I'm really curious on that matchup there. And we don't know exactly what we're going to get still from Buffalo's offense. Now, when you take a look at what was different, Last week, it's funny, they ran motion more. That's basically all they did. They, they put jet motion in to their offense, and that was the only difference, really. Um, uh, uh, James Cook had uh, has been in motion like 12 times this year, four of them were last week. So does that like impact the Eagles' game plan? I don't know. What are the Eagles expecting from Joe Brady? But overall, very, very fun game. I think the Philadelphia Eagles get it done. I do think it's going to be closer than I originally thought it was going to be earlier this week. I just think overall the Eagles are going to out-talent them. The A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith for like four, five, six corners. Like I just think that A.J. Brown's going to go off. Yeah, A.J. Brown is it's crazy he's, to say as he do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Back-to-back back low, low receiving totals. Devonta Smith has kind of shouldered the load over the last two weeks, and that is where my prop bet is going to be leaning. I'm going back to the well. He's hit for me a couple of times this year. I'm going A.G. Brown over 85 and a half receiving yards. Hell yeah. Just because, like what I said, like the Bills are just so depleted in that back end of that defense right now, and I could really see the passing game kind of coming to life. And I really think the Eagles are going to bounce back on the passing side, um, like put up totals. I'm just I'm curious, like, 
I, I wonder if like a Jalen Hurts big interception could affect this game just because of the confusion that the Bills could or throw it his way. Josh Allen, big yeah, interception. true. <laughs> it just, I, I've been really, I know I'm kind of all over the place with my explanation, but I've been really back and forth on this one. Yeah, I all was single close. week again, yeah. another fringe total. Sorry for the yeah. fringes, but I like the over here, forty eight and a half. I think Josh Allen can throw against the Eagles secondary. Yeah, I think Jalen Hurts can absolutely throw against the Bills secondary. Mm-hmm. I see positive matchups for both offenses, so I lean over. As for the winner of the game. I lean Eagles, but if it goes to three and a half, I'm definitely, uh, definitely passing. And another one is like, are the Eagles going to lose in Kelly Green jerseys? Oh, yeah, no, Kelly to. Green's just Kelly start with that. Link. Exactly. Why I should have led with that. I know. I should have led with that one. But, uh, oh my! There's a, no a need very to... aesthetic, pleasing game. Eagles back in those sexy ass Kelly Greens. Jalen Hurts called them sexy ass Kelly Greens after the in his uh, locker room speech. So yeah, love to see some fire so... from Hurts there. Um, it's funny because like for us being from the Toronto area, the Bills are kind of like our second team right now mm-hmm. uh so it, it'd be a kind of bittersweet to punch them in the mouth and maybe exit them from the AFC playoff picture because if they lose this one it's a tough one for buffalo going forward sure is sure is all righty next game on the card is the kansas city chiefs going into las vegas taking on the raiders chiefs are eight and a half point favorites total is 43 and i got my gold pick here and you said you have found it difficult to find the large spreads you like. This is a large spread I love. And I think the Kansas City Chiefs just tee off on Las Vegas in this game. Kansas City so far this season, off their two losses, they have covered both times the following weeks. And this Raiders team is just, I don't know how they're doing it. They're all, they're they're a mirage to me right now. Like I said earlier in the show, the Dolphins had over 400 yards of offense last week on this defense. This defense isn't anything to write home about. I think Kansas City can move the ball consistently as long as they don't drop the ball. Just wide receivers stop dropping passes. They'll move the chains on the Raiders all day. Eight and a half is not enough points for an angry Patrick Mahomes and an angry Andy Reid. I think that they cover eight and a half, no problem. It's my gold pick. Lock it in. I'll be honest with you, Warren Z. The Raiders plus eight and a half was pretty close to being my broads pick this week. Why? Um, if you take a look the last three weeks, the Raiders defense since they fired Josh McDaniels is second in EPA per play and third in success rate. They've been one of the better defenses in the NFL over the last three weeks. I know you said it's nothing to write home about. They did have 400 plus yards of offense, but they're keeping teams out of the end zone. Um, they're playing hard for, uh, they're playing yeah, hard they, for, hold on, Antonio or, they kept Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson out of the end zone. And the that Miami gave Dolphins. up 400 yards. And they, the Miami Dolphins struggled for putting points on the board last week. Because of self-inflicted They covered mistakes. the spread. They covered a bigger spread. That eight and a half is a key number. Look, yeah. I, I don't want to poo-poo your gold pick here, but again, yeah, that was pretty you close. You can't say the defensive EPA marks with two out of three games being Zach Wilson and Tommy DeVito. They're playing Patrick Mahomes. You can't use a stat. Comparing those guys when they're getting Patrick Mahomes, a Chiefs offense that hasn't scored a single point in the fourth in the second half of games over the last four games, not a single point in the second half of the last four games. Look, sorry, goal pick. I I, I went off it because the Raiders had uh, like what four first downs last week or something stupid like that against Miami's offense. I could just see the Chiefs defense fucking swarming. That's Aiden another O'Connell. Thing yeah, Aiden O'Connell that, that, versus that's the top where, five defense, and Max Crosby's knees also banged up as well. I um, love the Chiefs in this spot. Love it, love it, love it. All right, Sunday, Sunday night nighter. football. We got the Baltimore Ravens going into Los Angeles, taking on the Chargers. Ravens are three and a half point favorites. Total is 48 and a half here. 
I was close to taking the Ravens. I think a really big mismatch in this game would be John Harbaugh versus Brandon Staley. That's an elite coach versus a dead man walking. I don't like the fact that it's over the hook of three and a half. So I'm passing just because Chargers games always come down to one possession. I could see this game ending in a field goal. So that's what made me pass. But I definitely lean Ravens. Yeah, I get no feel in this one at all. It kind of like it feels like this could be the the full on downfall. Brandon Staley, if they get smoked here, we've been saying that like week after they week. They never though. get smoked though. They yeah, always just lose dramatically by one possession. Yeah. So, um, like the Chargers, you get that hook at three and a half. Like if you think it's gonna be a close game, um, it might not be a bad look to take the home underdog here. Uh, like three and a half points is a home underdog for the Chargers. I know the Chargers' home field advantage isn't like anything. Um, but the Baltimore Ravens still got to travel there. They still got to get in that fucking plane, get up there. You know, it, it still matters. It but, does. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, I'm staying away from this one uh, on my mineral picks here. Yeah, Chargers are just too too stressful. Let's talk about this dank Monday night game. Warzy. Monday nighter, we got the Chicago Bears going into Minnesota, taking on the Vikings, who are three point favorites. Total is 43 and a half here. Bears defense quietly has been playing a lot better recently. Can they slow down Josh Dobbs in this Minnesota Vikings defense? Pastronaut? Their offense? Pastronaut. I I lean the Bears <sighs> just because of the three points, but I don't not it's nowhere near enough to actually place a bet on them. No, the stat like trying to dissect this game gave my uh gave myself I gave myself a headache sorry trying to dissect this game last night. Couldn't figure it out. Um Bears quietly have the second best run defense in the NFL right now. What the fuck is happening, Warnsey? Um, Ibergoof is uh, doing something in the run game, but uh, I got nothing here. Um, yeah, definitely same. feels like a big, big prop game for me. Definitely feels like a prop game. I, I'm just gonna watch this game as a Bears fan and hope Justin Fields plays well. That's what my season. Justin come down Fields to. plays well. You lose the game. By one pick gets better. Yeah. <laughs> Fields trade value goes up. You know that's kind of what you're hoping for going forward. It is. Alrighty, folks, that's the week 12 card. Just a quick recap of the picks. Gold pick, I got Chiefs plus eight and a half. Sorry, Chiefs minus eight and a half. That would be uh, pretty easy. Chiefs plus eight and a half. <laughs> Chiefs minus eight and a half is my gold pick. Silver pick, Tampa Bay plus two and a half. Bronze pick is Titans minus three and a half. My prop is Baker Mayfield over 236 passing yards. And my touchdown is Puka Nakua plus 125. My gold pick is Cincinnati Bengals plus one and a half. Silver pick, Cleveland Browns, plus one and a half. Bronze pick, New York Giants, plus three and a half. Sounds like I'm going to regret that one. Just saying it, just <laughs> saying it. Just kind of came off my uh, tongue weird, but we're riding, baby. Uh, Derrick Henry, two plus touchdowns, plus 550, and A.J. Brown, over 85 and a half receiving yards. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, please check out our sponsors, Sweat Taylor, BetterHelp, and Manscaped, and good luck on Sunday.